gentlemen, to another podcast of Staying in Trouble with your host, Adam Short and Eric Humes, coming live hey, from hey. the Rooftop Realty Studios, sponsored today by those rubber band marriage rings that we all sport these days. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you have one? I've, Look at that. Sponsored. Blue. I got the blue one. I had, uh, I've had, right now this one's black, but I've had, you know, gray, white. Um, they come in four packs. Oh, and yeah. And as they uh, get lost, they get replaced. So. Well, the one thing I notice on mine is after a little while, they'll stretch out and then they'll naturally, like, well, like this one, it's getting loose already. Yeah. So then when you go swimming or you're out and then it just slides right off and it's gone, but you pay what? Four bucks, yeah, four. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, you get a six pack and you can change a color for every day of the week if you want. Yeah. So that's, uh, thanks for the sponsorship. Booyah. Good morning. So how's everything going, man? Uh, good, busy. You know, we're it's uh, Valentine's season. Just celebrated our uh, 17th anniversary. And um, for those listening, thank you for the support. Uh, thank you for inviting your friends. Uh, we've got some great topics lined up. We've got uh, some topics that we're going to tease out a little bit today. Yes. Um, we know that we've had Will Birch on uh, a couple of times. We're going to have Will back. Um, to talk about his loss over the Super Bowl. I think he's recovering. He's, think, he, he, he's taken some time to put his thoughts together, you know. A little uh, chest hurt, a little chest hurt. It was, uh, it was an interesting game, no doubt. Fun. But it was fun. It was a and, good time. Uh, and we also, have, we also have from the other side of the book is we're going to have some, uh, in, uh, some uh, book insider come in, and, and he's a risk manager at a local uh, at the Treasure Island uh, sports book, and he'll come in and give us some perspective from the other side of the table of those people taking your tickets and why they do and why they don't, and, and uh, maybe give us some insights on how our listeners awesome. can get uh, get ahead in the game. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we got a lot planned. Uh, a couple other guys that I've been kind of working on, and of course we can't drop names because we're still working on them, you know. You're right. But uh, we we definitely want to have a. Uh, I, I think it'll be beneficial, but to have a tax guy in here, we can talk about because tax season is coming up, and everyone's getting their W twos, and some people are doing them online. Uh, I don't know about Eric, but I am not a tax professional at all. So we definitely want to bring in a professional that can maybe help us out, give us some good insights. Some tax laws have changed. I know that. So uh, he can go over that. The other one I, we're also working, uh, I'm kind of working on. I've sent some emails out and talking to him. But uh, uh, to get a, a divorce attorney in and to talk about um, what a guy, if you're facing such a tough thing and it's kind of the downer to talk right after talking about our anniversaries, but it, it, sometimes it's necessary and he can go over the Nevada state laws and the things that are happening and what you need to do to protect yourself, protect your kids and, and, and help us out. So, and we like to bring these professionals in, uh, Eric and I don't know everything about everything. So we, we bring these people in and they can help us out, give us experiences, talk to them and, it turns out be a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, I I would like to uh, apologize, but explain like this last weekend. It has been kind of crazy for the podcast. So uh, w what we did was Friday morning we recorded the the Super Bowl special. We wanted to release it that night. I got on Instagram. Was really excited. It was going to come out, and we had a lot of good content on there and. 
We wanted people to listen to it, obviously, before the Super Bowl. So maybe prepare yourself to go make some of those prop bets and have a good time for Super Bowl Sunday. And I attempted to do that. Um, when uh, the company that hosts our podcast was a company, uh, RSS, and we went to them. And obviously, when Eric and I started the podcast, we were brand new. We didn't know um, this was kind of a new adventure for both of us. So we went to this company. We found them online, and they seemed pretty good. Uh, a couple months ago, or nah, less than that, about a month ago, they changed their format, and I believe that they were bought out by someone else. Well, I could not release the episode, and I had I struggled and struggled, and the company would not put it out there. They would not let me release it. I emailed back and forth. I opened up some work tickets. We went back and forth literally late into Friday night, into Saturday, Saturday afternoon. I'm trying to get back and forth, trying to release this podcast. Finally, out of frustration, I, I called Eric. So he's in the loop of it all. And I said, we got to switch. So what, what we did was I moved everything over to um, Pod Beam, Bean. I keep saying beam. I don't know why it beam. Does. It does sound like Star Trek when you say it. Yeah, yeah. So pod beam, uh, just like the beans free, you put in a burrito. Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, I went on their website, read some reviews, uh, checked it out. They looked really good. They helped me move all the episodes over to there. Uh, now you can still find our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Pandora. But now pod beam also has their own app. So you can uh, download that app. And for free, you'll be able to listen to our podcast or any other podcast. So it's another avenue for you guys to find us. Can listeners listen to us live on that? Yes, on that? that's what I was going to get into. So we have an option through that that we can listen to. Uh, um, we can record some live episodes. So uh, we'll let you know when we're doing that, when we plan that. We can have some guests. We're going to do a live episode, and we'll spit it out there at a good time and and we'll let you guys know when that's happening so you can tune in um they're going to help us uh with uh, a website with maybe even fundraising and stuff like that they have a section for uh patreons and things like it, it's a really good website and it, it seems to me everything that i've read a good company that to help guys like eric and i out starting a podcast and getting going so uh please if you haven't check out podbeam uh You'll be able to find us on there, listen to us. You can listen to even any of the other podcasts that you guys enjoy. But at the same time, they have a lot of other good things. So uh, we moved everything over. That's why the podcast for the Super Bowl came out way later than what we wanted to. But, uh, but it worked out. And then right after I did that, RSS sent me an email and they dumped us. <laughs> And they canceled everything, so which was fine. I was planning on doing it anyways and yeah. moving everything over. So if there's any interruptions in your favorite broadband, like if you're a Pandora fan or a Spotify fan or a Google Play fan or however you, you listen, uh, there could be some interruptions in some of those. I'm working on getting everything moved over, and Podbeam is helping us out, but we're definitely on them, and now I have to rework iHeartRadio, and we're going to be on there. So our main goal with all of that is just to give you guys all the opportunities to find us easily and uh, be able to tune in and listen to the episode. So so there's some cool things coming with the website, live recordings, uh, all kinds of stuff. So so I'm super, super excited for, for that kind of stuff. And I think on those live episodes, 
we can even do a Facebook live while we're doing it and yeah. just, and it, it, it'll be a good time. So we got some cool things coming in the future. So that's and maybe we'll do some remotes. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, tap into some, maybe even some local politicians. I can Absolutely. reach out to them. Um, you know, I know right now politics is in the news. Like they're, I mean, oh yeah, everything is, you know, it, it, when you go to buy advertising right now, you're competing against, you know, political forces. And a lot of times, you know, I think most Americans, I think myself included, have this love-hate relationship with politics and the fact that I always feel like we never have the full story. And a lot of times as public servants, you know, politicians can't give us a full story. So maybe we'll have some either some former politicians or some current politicians Absolutely. to give us a perspective of, of what they go through and kind of give us a behind-the-scenes episode maybe of like, um, hey, I'm starting my day off at 6.30. Hey, it's 9.30 at night. I just got done meeting with, you know, town councils and, and whatnot. So, Yeah, and uh, the Nevada uh, Democratic Caucus is coming up only in a few weeks. And this year, this is the first time that not it's not just a caucus, but it's also early voting for the primaries. So usually the way Nevada works is we just have uh, for the big elections we have just a caucus and you show up if you know you understand how that works you kind of stand in the group and they count them and all the delegates and they do that but now you can actually go to a poll and vote now most of you if you you know um i plan on going to the nevada democratic caucus because my daughter just registered my oldest and uh she wants to see what it's all about she wants to see the process and understand it so, uh, does she have any bumper stickers yet or no, no, she, she <laughs> she's not that crazy yet, but she's learning about it in school. She, uh, she's registered and now she wants to be kind of a part of it. And that's the one thing my wife and I always taught in our home. We're a split household when it comes to parties, but we always tell another them, reason why your wife is so beautiful. Yeah, she, she is a good woman, but she, but we, we really respect each other. And we understand our different views, but they do respect each other on on Sundays and Mondays. If you're wondering what days are best, <laughs> when you see Monday, us at they church. never see each other. <laughs> Sundays they're at church, so they can't do it in front of other people. So, but um, but the one thing we do teach uh, the kids, or at least the older ones that are about that age, is the importance of just be registered and vote. I, I don't care who you vote for. I, I don't care. Make it, think about it, research it, get out there and, and, and just do it. Exercise that right. And to me, that right is more important than what party you're a part of or anything like that. A lot of men and women sacrificed their lives and died for that right. And there's millions of people all over the world that would kill for that right to vote and to be a part of this uh, process. So so I'm I, I'm leaning more. So it's not just about the vote for me, uh, because I've had instances in business where politics and business do intersect, mm -hmm. and so I'm you know to that age where I'm leaning more towards let's not just get out and vote. Let's be active. Like let's oh, do it. Let, let's be a little bit more. And it's funny because I think we've always rested that on on our earlier generations mm -hmm. and now you and i are getting to that kind of tipping point of hey do we want to see you know differences in politics and i think you know uh, you know the reason why i was asking about your daughter is we have some of the youngest senators some of the youngest congress uh people 
in in elected history. And so, and not just at the local level or at the state level, but even on a federal level, which shows that even, you know, the younger generations understand, hey, you know what, we can be, we can bring our voice to the table. Absolutely. Where like your, when we, when our generation was coming up, you know, I don't want to say we were shut out, but we were kind of pushed to the side. And, and this younger generation coming up is, you know, a lot of times they're just screaming. A lot of times I, I think they're screaming the wrong things or, you know, uh, without paying some dues. But on the flip side is they're putting a ton of energy into the process, and that feels good. I, I think the key in that is communication. Uh, I think we've talked about that before, you know, being 80s parents, our parents at that age didn't talk to us about a lot of stuff. Yeah. My dad used to tell me, he says, there's two things you never ask another man. You never ask another man how much he makes. And you never ask another, another man how he votes. And he, and he used to teach me that all the time. And in some aspects, that's, that's a that's pretty safe way yeah. to, to, to communicate. And I still believe in the first one. I, I, that's something I have never, ever have asked anyone or, or do. Joe or asked talk. me like every two weeks, by the way. <laughs> but at the same time, this with our, the next generation, like you said, I'm much more vocal with them and I talk to them and my wife talks to them and we share uh, the difference of opinions, but we share it in our home in, in, in a respectful, loving way that, that they can see that the it's two really different American, really I know, American of you I guys, know. we should be throwing dishes and yelling at yeah. each other, but, but we don't. And, and I feel like more Americans should be that way that we can have a completely different, or, it, <clears throat> excuse me. Lately, you know how a lot of people have been knocking on door. Well, I've gotten a few knocks on the door. No one knocked on our door. I know. If you're a registered Democrat, usually you're getting knocks on the door now okay, because yeah. of the, the, the caucus coming There was up. a Facebook post about that, actually, yeah. about so, that door knocker coming to your house, actually. So uh, the, when the door, when the lady came up, she, she was super nice, and, and we visited for a little bit, and I told her who I was like kind of backing and, and who I liked. But we talked a little bit about it, and that was it. But a lot of them that have come to the door are shocked by we're a split household. They thought that my wife would automatically be the same party that I am. And, and, and we're not. And we, I, I've told them many times that, you know, we get along very well. I know where she's passionate and I respect her for it. And that's one of the, I think, attracting qualities is I have a wife that has a mind of her own. She can think for herself and do for herself. And, and that I really appreciate that. But, um, but anyways, I, that was going to be something I was going to kind of bring up maybe in a later podcast is our adventures through the caucus and, and be able to, to see how my daughter reacts to it. Sometimes those things I've gone to them before and they, they don't really get heated, but you actually see politics in real life. You actually see it yeah. happening. And, uh, I think it's going to be, is a the good, Nevada app going to crash or I, I don't know. I, I heard the Iowa one did. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I I just plan on being a participant and just be there and, and show my daughter, hey, this is the process. For those that don't know, so Joe and I both grew up here in Nevada, and I'm not a registered Democrat. Um, Wait a minute. Who's Joe? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Adam and I are not. Uh, Adam and I are not. Uh, it's early in the morning, it's folks. It's early in the morning. Uh, so... Uh, I'm not a registered Democrat, but Adam and I both grew up, Joe grew up here too, by the way. Oh, so yeah. So it was a true I, statement. I, I know a lot of, my brother, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I, I figured you were just talking about my brother. So Adam and I both grew up here. So 
growing up here, uh, I actually in high school worked on Harry Reid's campaign. You know, coming out of high school, you oh, don't yeah. know what party is which or why. Did in uh, so no, I actually worked on the phone banks in on Harry Reid's campaign in, in high school, obviously for extra credit because that was my jam. And um, it's much easier just to do extra credit than to have to do the monotonous work all the time. And um, <laughs> and uh, I got a diploma on extra credit. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Actually, um, that and and repairing cars actually. Uh, teachers would give me uh, extra credit. Like I don't even remember taking like half of the classes I did because I just work on their cars, and uh, they're like, "Ah, something's wrong with it. All right, go in and fix it." And and so for those who are thinking about a trade, you know, even though yeah, you know, I'm college educated now, it's because I was breaking my knuckles in high school. Going, I'm tired of these things bleeding all the time. Yeah, you know, I, I think I can find a better path. Is uh, you know, it is great. And that's what I was saying is it's actually worthwhile for us to get out there and be a little bit more active and, you know, quit passing the buck, you know. And I think the better thing would be, hey, maybe eventually we can get to a point where we can come together and, you know, you know, and that's what the great thing about a caucus is, is you actually get together and you hear about your ideas. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, what? actually that is ringing true to me. And whereas it's not just, oh, I recognize that name. I think that's where politics is right now. Oh, I recognize that name, and I think he stands for that. And then someone votes for him or, or caucuses with him, and they're like, oh, I had no idea that was in his platform. Yeah, exactly. Or her platform, I should say. You know, his or her platform. And I like the fact, too, that there's a couple states out there that, um, you know, their assemblies are mostly there's – a, there's a Midwestern state that actually has more women – in its assembly than uh, than men, um, you know, and Nevada has had a long history of actually supporting women at both the assembly and con- at the federal levels. So absolutely, and, and there's a sense of community, and, and I hope that's what my daughter picks up is the sense of community, and and, and this is a a this is something that all Americans should be participating in is, is to vote. I I don't care how you do it uh, to to be a part of it and. And I always tell her, this is my own thing, but I always tell her, hey, it gives you the right to complain afterwards. Yeah. So as, as long as you have a voice. Yeah, it gives you a voice. And then you can whine and complain afterwards if you didn't like the outcome of whatever you voted for. Well, my brother-in-law, to take it to the next level, is a lobbyist. And so he is very vested in politics. He's very vested in in the individuals that make up the politics. like, mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes we see billboards, we see signs, especially here in Nevada. We don't have a lot of, uh, you know, town councils. Uh, I know that some of, the, some of the candidates have started doing uh, phone, not phone banks, but they do um, like a weekly or monthly uh, phone call with their constituents. And that's really awesome. Like they get on the phone and they go, they answer questions one at a time and, and then answer them. And then, you know, that's it. But it's great to hear some of the same questions from other people and to say, Hey, this is what I'm doing for it. This is who I met with. Like, this is my accountability. And then, so same way as, you know, we're, you know, I'm a little bit more involved in the local uh, politics, who's on city council, um, who maybe who's on the planning commission, things that affect my business more often. And, you know, that way I'm not stuck. 
I mean, I got caught with my pants down a couple of years ago, seven years ago to be exact. I would have paid to see that. And uh, yeah, you know, I politics came back and bit me. It was a it was a and a very expensive lesson on you know how business and politics come together. And I thought I had the politics patted down, and I thought that I had in my back pocket, my back pocket, and and really uh, that back pocket was one that was drawing my drawers down and. <laughs> And in, in lining me up for a swatting, so. Well, and do you go to local city council meetings? Uh, I used to when I used to do Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts. Now I actually I actually visit with. Uh, I would like to go to maybe more. I, I can't do it all the time. I mean, with kids. I mean, we've talked about yeah. how busy we are with sports and things are picking up right now. Well, and that's why I'm coming, but, but every once in a while, I, I think it's a healthy thing to do is just to be able to show up and, and see what's going on and, and, and well, like we, we, we sponsor a lot of community events. And so that's putting us more in the community sphere. Um, so as far as going to the council meetings, we, I, I haven't been able to do that as much, but I am meeting with more political leaders. Uh, I call them, we go to lunch on a more personal basis or support the activities, no matter what party they are. Um, you know, I support their activities and some of their, uh, charitable events and charitable causes. And because I do respect, um, anyone that is in office and that's what I've said, like if we did get someone on, you know, when I talk to my own local city councilwoman and she's like, well, she has a daughter. It's in high school at Foothill. And she's like, well, can you meet this? And she's like, no, I can't do that at night. I've got like two, you know, two town councils. I've got to meet with this board and that board. And she really does put in 12 to 14 hours a day, Monday through Friday. And on top of a lot of times they have their own jobs during the day. And a lot of times those things have to take second fiddle. If you're, wow. if you're going to be a politician, it, it, it is not for the faint of heart. It's not something like, it's not a side hustle for no, sure. No, for sure. And so I think that's where I think a lot of people need to understand and, and respect is, hey, they only have so much time. And so if you are really passionate about your cause, make your cause worthy of their time and be respectful of their time. You go a lot farther than, Hey, you owe me because I voted for you, or you owe me because I won't vote for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and instead of being a, a, a pissy moany eighteen year old kid like you're raising your daughter to be, <laughs> is have her go down and say, you know what, this is this is I the think that case. was a jab. It was a jab. <laughs> is uh, I I don't think we have a. That's where I think a lot of divisiveness is. Is is get get in the trenches if you want to if you want to piss and moan. Get get your butt down and, and and put in some hours because you can't take time back. You can't yeah. take time back. So if you really feel pe- like my daughter is just starting to get in a little bit of the Greenpeace stuff, you know, and and we actually are really passionate about recycling. Everyone thinks we're moving out every week. Literally, they're like, "Are you guys moving this week?" Because we load those recycle bins up. We're like the we're, we're like uh, yeah, we're all like anytime someone's like, "Ah, oh, should we pay for the recycling?" Yeah, yeah, we should pay for recycling. Yeah. And unfortunately, though, you know, I started explaining to her the economics of recycling and how actually the U.S. is not in a is not in a favorable economic position with recycling. It actually costs us money to recycle. And but on the other hand, is 
you know, I supported, I donated for the project to get rid of the Pacific uh, garbage patch. I don't think I should have that on my planet, you know. Yeah. But we're we're a, typically a conservative family, but we're we're very green. If there's chances to recycle, if there's things that we you know we can take care of our stewardship, I I think that's that's what our motivations are. You know, and, and I feel that same way. I think a lot of us are are bits and parts of all the different parties. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's a ton of stuff that my wife and I see eye to eye on and that we're very passionate about. And usually those line up a lot more on the conservative side of things. And then there's things that, that I see that are a little bit more on the, on the left side. I, I feel that we're all bits and parts of it. And I think at first we should all view ourselves as what's best for our community. We're Americans and, and what's best for each other before dividing ourselves within one party or another party. And, and I think that's really important. But what's going to be awesome is to get some of these individuals here and let them share their stories, let them share their experiences, uh, volunteering, helping, serving as a politician. What is it like? What's their schedule like? I mean, I, I'll be fascinated to hear that. It was awesome having Jimmy on here and hearing the day to the day of a U of, of a MMA fighter, how much he trained, how much he worked. Yeah, that was eye opening. Oh, like, it was huge for me. I, I had no idea. Yeah, and we and we always discount those people. We think, hey, you know, they probably won a brawl in some bar, and then you know got professional. But to listen to him, and I watched a couple of fights, and after that podcast, and it makes you respect. It makes you understand why the fighters, for the most part, respect each other because they both have invested hours and years yeah. and you know months of 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 dedication and it's not taking time off you know when nate diaz took that fight with conor mcgregor and won he said i i know i've never stopped training because i don't know when a fight's coming he's just yeah. a you know he's a street fighter like that but realistically knowing you know what you know knowing that most of the there is no off season and that it's a year-round full-time yeah full-time work Absolutely. You know, uh, I think it's just dependent upon where they sit with injuries. So, so far with us doing this podcast, that has been up to date. And I know, I don't know about you, Eric, but up to date has been my favorite part of doing this podcast is meeting these individuals. We've had wonderful guests on here, each one coming with a different perspective and a story. And I'm, I'm meeting brand new people. I, 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 most of these guests that have come on, uh, a lot of them know Eric and some that, that I know, and we meet for the very first time. And it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful part. And that's so far, this whole podcast experience for us, that's been my favorite. I love meeting new people. I love hearing their stories. I love to hear where they come from, what they've done. Some of their backgrounds are kind of sad, but they're able to rise up through them. Man, that's inspiring to me. We had uh, all kinds of people on. And, and, and that, so that's our goal is to continue on and get these professionals on and hear their perspectives and point of views and, and their experiences and talk about their special crafts, the, the ones that are, are professionals at what they are. So the attorney, the tax, the, the gaming guy, I mean, we're, we're we'll going to get all these uh, people on we'll get some, Yeah, we'll get a sportsbook guy on. Well, uh, for those wondering, I'll, I'll reach into the bag and probably pull out a, a true YouTube influencer. Um, makes over a hundred thousand dollars a year on YouTube. Um, well, maybe he can help us out. Yeah, us maybe out. he could help us out. <laughs> um, but same thing. Like I love hearing the stories and and being able to gather those in. 
you know, it not only inspires me and enriches me, but it's also, you know, we just talked about politics and giving a voice for a lot of these people, you know, you know, when we had Donovan Stewart on, I wasn't expecting him to share his full story and I'm still taken aback by his story and we need to have him back story. Yeah. We need to have him back and, and, and give another plug. I know it's scholarship time around the nation and, and I know a lot of parents reached out to us and was like, Hey, could we get more information and maybe have him go through a little Q and a, and maybe we could do a live session. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, and and, uh, you also did an interview that we were not able to release with some, uh, some mistakes in the, in the audio, but, but I was able to hear it and I wasn't here for, what was the gentleman's name? Uh, Hans Rahauser. He's a, he's a, a tenured professor at UNLV. Fascinating story. It really even moved me and, and for fathers out there, uh, I, and I, I don't want to ruin the story. I would wa- I would rather you hear it from his mouth, but we're going to have him back on and we'll have the audio a lot better. So it's a better hear for you guys. And, and we'll have him on it to share that, that fascinating story for him. Absolutely. But, uh, it, it, it's been a big blessing. So before we end, I got one quick question for you. Something happened to me even the, earlier this morning, you and I, we've already talked, we're born and raised here. We know a lot of people. Desert rats. Yes. We've, we've been here. Is there, you ever run into people that you know, but you, (laughs) you do not know their name? Me? Yes. Or are you really good with names? I'm really good with names, but. I'm jealous. But I am getting older and, um. I'm getting older. Like I used to be like spot on, but there's people that uh, I think I surprise people when I haven't seen them for 10, 20, you know, 15 years. And you remember their name? Oh, I remember their name. Oh. I pick it up with them just like, it, you know, I just had a friend in town. That's last a talent week, right there. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about our friendship. Like we don't talk that often. Like we probably talk once every five, six, seven years, whatever. And then we'll spend a couple hours together, and it's just like we were back in back in school together. Um, but when I don't remember, usually I have my wife or one of my work assistants with me, and we've developed a little, you know, some some side systems uh-huh. to how to uh, overcome that. So, or I will just. You know, I'm decent with words. I'm decent with I have my quick tongue. I'm decent that I can come in and go, um, you know, slightly, you know, approach someone and say, I, I know I remember you, but hey, what was your name again? Yeah, yeah. And because a lot of times people don't, it, it's worse for me because I'm a ginger and it does feel like the one thing, the reason why I try to remember everyone's name, the one thing I was taught in school over everything else was, you know, the best compliment you can ever give to someone is what? I, I, the number one compliment. I have no idea. You're good looking. Remember their name. Remember, I, I believe that. Yeah. It's because you mean something to them. Yeah. Whereas if you don't remember their name, you don't remember how you met or how, then it means you didn't really make an impact. See, now you're really making me feel bad. This yeah. morning I was in the gym and I'm working out, and there's a guy there, and I know him. Lightly working out, yeah. Easy now. (laughs) I know him. I know him from high school. I know his face, and I completely messed it up, and I felt super, super bad. And uh, 
I'm mistaking him for, or I, I messed up his name and I swore I thought that was his name and I was, I was completely wrong, completely wrong. And I felt super bad. And even afterwards, he was cool. He was super polite. I mean, everything was good. You know, we shook hands. We, we talked a little bit, caught up a little bit. And after he corrected me, I realized what I did and I realized who it was and all that stuff real quick. But, uh, I continued on with my workout and he continued on with his and the rest of my workout, I was really beating myself up. I'm thinking, man, dude, why can't I remember these? And, and, and it, so my wife is horrible at that. Just like you said, the greatest compliment is remembering their name. It's yeah. probably the worst insult, like what I did at the gym, and forget their name, and, and, and or I mess it up. And I, that's a struggle that I have. Is I, I constantly want to remember these names, and sometimes I'm I completely. Fubar, I know who the people are. I recognize their face. Matter of fact, sometimes I can even name their parents. I just mess their names up. You know. Well, so that's where my wife and I compliment each other. Like she's horrible at remembering names. Absolutely horrible. And I think part of that is uh, we just got our hearing checked out, and we're going to have to look at some hearing devices for her because all these years, I think it's genetic, and uh, also because. You know, everyone in your neighborhood went to a lot of rock concerts. Yeah, we did. Um, and so her hearing isn't as peaked as as my hearing or my children's hearing where, you know, Sarah and I can be, you know, talking at a, a normal tone or what Eric calls it, a whisper. And, uh, you know, my oldest is like got like desert rat mouse ears where he can, <laughs> you know, he can hear anything. Oh, he can tune in like a champion. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, I think that's part of those things is, uh, I always, as a, I just had to, I want to know if it's a talent, but it's something I always work on. Well, that's good. I, I think it is a talent. I think it's, it's, it's an asset and maybe it's, it's definitely an asset that's helped your business and helped, you know, brand you as, as the person, as a realtor and stuff like that, that I think that's really important. It's something I just definitely need to work on. It's kind of a personal goal of mine is to make sure that I remember these names and learn the skill sets to do that because we'll, I, we'll I feel really it. bad. We'll work on it. But like I said, if I've, if I've done that to any of you, I, it is not on purpose. It is, it, is, it is something I'm definitely battling. But anyways, well, we appreciate you guys tuning into this episode. Uh, we look forward to many more episodes coming. That's why we wanted to do this one is just to kind of give a plug of what's happening. There's just want to give a plug changes. for our sponsors again for Rooftop Realty for sponsoring the studio space. And then once again for our rubber uh, marriage bands that have stood by us this whole time and, and are looking for an opportunity to be replaced with different colors soon. So, <laughs> Right on, man. All right. All right. Well, uh, tune in to Podbeam and all the other places, and there'll be more to come, and we're going to continue to work with them, and this podcast will definitely be able to grow. So I'm Ooh, excited, yeah. man. All right, man. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you.